0: all righty hello again, everyone welcome to it it is the Derek Hunter podcast for the 16th of June 2023 this one actually is a Friday yesterday I prematurely announced it was I got some emails too like uh, some people have admitted they've done that before to coworkers and colleagues, and other people were like, man, I woke up and listened to you and was excited that it was Friday. Well, now you get like that rush of, oh my goodness, it's Friday. You get it twice now this week. You don't get that. Tw- There's no, not very many weeks with two Fridays yeah no I screwed up. I have no excuse anyway, we've got a lot to get to and a bunch of stuff going on. I'll just remind you uh, to support the program patreon.com slash derek Podcast or derek the week in effing review the news the way it deserves to be talked about it's uh you know, I appreciate everybody who supports the show and i it's just a really just a comedy show that talks about the news the way when comedy was funny, you'll like it. If not, I mean, you get like a trial. It doesn't cost you anything. Check it out. Enter the contest, autographed books. Uh, The contest currently is is between an autographed book by Brad Thor and an autographed book by Hall of Fame NFL player Ray Lewis. Somebody's going to win one of them. Might as well be you. All right. There's a lot going on. We have a lot of audio to get to on the show today. Joe... Joe Biden was asked yet again. he's been sort of asked a couple of times about the Ukrainian bribe scandal, and that he's only been asked a couple of times and that he's only been asked by one reporter. I don't know the guy's name. I know that he works for the New York post, and that's it. The New York Post is the only outlet at all remotely interested in whether or not the President of the United States. Got millions of dollars in bribe money as vice president or in any capacity whatsoever. Just you would think that would spark some curiosity. You'd be like, hey, that's that's a pretty interesting question right there. But nope, there's nothing. What normally that would be like the yellow brick road to Pulitzers. I mean, just all sorts of lucite bricks and blocks and plaques with your name engraved into it. If you if you got uh, a president, any president caught them taking bribes or proved that they took bribes 20 years ago it didn't matter which party if you proved that you would have awards named after you now they would have since rescinded the name because you probably would have written at some point that men are men and women are women and you'd lose your your luster but to sit there and watch these people now with the press passes absolutely express disinterest disinterest completely in the concept of looking at something in a, with some journalistic curiosity. That's what I find so amazing about this whole thing, is the lack of journalistic curiosity about this. I've said it before, I'll say it again. There is a, a hero's welcome, a ticker tape parade, although they'd probably replace the ticker tape with something, I don't know, leaves or hemp plants or something nowadays, given the Democratic Party. But they will have, they it's waiting for somebody out there, in theory, if and they do one simple thing. And what is that one simple thing? It is disprove all of this. If you can, as a Democratic member of the press in good standing, prove that Joe Biden was a not the was in fact not the big guy that there was in fact no bribery that this if you prove it if you if you put a carton of eggs a carton of ostrich eggs on the faces of republicans you will be a democrat hero they will blast fdr off of mount rushmore and replace it with your face That nobody in journalism is remotely interested, not even a single editor, and the editors have generally been around longer than the reporters, the little cub reporters, which means that they've heard stories, they've seen dealings, they know how Washington works a lot better than people for whom history begins anew every single day they wake up. That those people aren't assigning reporters to this, that they're indifferent. I get they don't want to prove that Joe Biden is corrupt. But you would think if it's the concept of so beyond the pale, they would be out there actively trying to disprove that Joe Biden is corrupt, if only to make Republicans look foolish. And they're not. Instead, I'll tell you what they're going to do, by the way. There'll there'll be some reporting on this. There'll be some talking about this. But it'll always be dismissive as like, oh, my goodness, can you believe that anybody would even allege that somebody, especially a devout Catholic like Joseph Robinette Biden, would ever do He wouldn't he doesn't even jaywalk that's how wonderful he is he gives up his seat to the thought of old ladies he doesn't even wait for an old lady to get on the train he gave up his seat to a thought of old ladies when he was receiving his like seven million mile award from the guy that he's told the story several hundred times now and uh, this conductor told me all about this i was the most and then it turns out that uh the guy had died many years earlier. Like, wow, Joe, you, you, uh, it's just like he talked to the guy who, what did he say? He talked to the guy who invented antibiotics or something like that, who died before he was born. And like, this guy lives in a delusional world. Anyway, I, I just can't believe that this guy exists as president of the United States. That being said, Some journalists somewhere should be interested in this story. They're not. There's one guy at the New York Post, and if the New York Post proves the story, if the New York Post gets the story, if they do the digging and get the results, you can count on another storm of social media circling of the wagons going, ah, they won't be able to shut it down this time. They won't be able to shut it down. Elon Musk, I don't believe, would allow for it to shut down, mostly because he's got too much of his personal wealth tied up in this. That being said, they can throttle things. They can, uh, you know, put their finger on the scale. They can make sure that it doesn't show up in everybody's timeline per se. There are ways to do that. Google will take care of it too. And by the way, while people of over 30 sort of use Twitter for their source of news, people under 30, maybe even 35, don't they don't it's not like they don't have twitter accounts it's that they're just not interested in news on twitter they'd much rather find out their news on tiktok and on instagram and you have a whole bunch of conservatives say look i get it tiktok chinese communists i don't have tiktok i don't i if i had a burner phone that was nothing but the junk that i didn't care about i would but i just don't want my pictures and everything it's just one of those things so a lot of conservatives are like, well, I'm not putting Tic Tac on my phone. Smartly, even though weirdly, pretty much everything you got—I wrote about this in the uh, the Washington Examiner today. It's the concept for me. I understand that you know the federal government, everybody up to the federal government has been hacked. So your personal information is likely out there somewhere. I'm not saying go advertise it or anything like that. We've all taken precautions to get. To protect from that, but to sit there and conservatives don't engage on TikTok. We have libs of TikTok and other Twitter accounts that bring the information from TikTok to us. Well, they don't. They can't bring it all, which means there's a whole lot of information happening out there. Same with Instagram, but it's less nefarious, only slightly. It is. Uh, there's a whole lot of information and conveyance of information that liberals engage in because. I mean, they probably voluntarily gave a DNA sample to the Chinese communists. You know, that's where, they, that's where their, their heroes are. And so uh, they don't care about that. So there's a whole bunch of this battle that has yet to be fought that we are already losing significantly when it comes to finding out information. That's why you never go like, ooh, this was trending on Twitter. That's great. That's great. It's probably all choir preaching. If you want to reach the future generation, it's TikTok, it's Instagram, it's Snapchat. It's a whole bunch of things. And then there's going to be something next. It's probably already out there and some 12-year-old has written the code and is downloading it on their phone. So you can sit there and go, why isn't this being covered? And that's why. They don't want it out there. But I'd also point out that, um, when they do talk about it, I'm going to play you this clip from Morning Joe. Mika Brzezinski, and, uh, who is it that she's talking to? She's talking to some guy from, this guy, I can't remember what the guy's name was, but he was, uh, I debated him, weirdly. My, okay, here it is. Michael Tomaski. He's the editor of the New Republic lefty guy when my book came out i was on something i can't remember what the sh- the show was or it was i think it was a streaming thing i don't even really think it was i was in manhattan anyway it was in midtown manhattan in this uh, big building but in the middle of it there were no windows it was a weird weird studio very very uh low i can't remember what it was called But they brought in, rather than just interview interview me about my book, they brought in Michael Tomansky, who I believe at that point was at Newsweek. And I never actually saw the clip. I remember sitting in the green room with this guy, and we kind of had a conversation. We kind of rolled our eyes about what was going on around us, as it was was weird. But um, he seemed like a nice enough guy, but he's a liberal. He's as left as the day is long. And, of course, they bring in this guy to talk to Mika, about the Joe Biden scandal. This is what I mean when I say that they check boxes. They check boxes. They will report a story, say, Republicans are alleging blah, 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 without doing any investigation. Of it, and then when you accuse them of, hey, you haven't done any investigation, you're not doing any reporting on this, they'll say, well, what are you talking about? We uh, just did this story, and they'll show you a story from weeks or months ago that is couched in Republicans are alleging X, Y, and Z, and like that's not the same as doing reporting. Most people in the mainstream media don't don't know reporting, but we have a lot of examples of people in the mainstream media right now. This and this show that don't seem to follow the news. They don't seem to follow the news. It's bizarre. Mika Brzezinski being chief among them. Listen to this conversation. This will be the go-to for the left when you say MSNBC hasn't even bothered to report on or look into whether or not Joe Biden took $5 million in bribes and his son took another 5000000 million. They'll say, what are you talking about? Mika talked about it.
1: Your latest piece, which is entitled Inside the GOP's Latest Desperate Attempt to Smear Joe Biden. You write in part, if you get your news on planet Earth, you agree with me that the biggest news story of last week was the federal indictment of Donald Trump. If, however, you get your news on planet wing Nadia. You have been led to believe that while the Trump matter certainly was news, the bigger deal by several orders of magnitude was the proof that emerged last week that Joe Biden took a $5 million bribe from Ukraine and that Representative Jamie Raskin lied about it. Help me out here because on the day of the indictment, I, you know, it drives Joe crazy, but I watch Fox News yeah. and Newsmax and other outlets to see what they're saying. And when the indictment came out, <clears throat> especially on Fox, it was like, ooh, this is serious. You had a lot of um analysts and legal analysts, uh, yeah. uh, people who oh, often... Yeah. Yeah, Turley um, saying this is really bad. But as the hours went on (laughs) and you went to five, six and seven o'clock at night, all of a sudden it was all about Joe Biden and Hunter. And there was a lot of screaming. So tell me about this bribe and the proof of it and all the reporting around it. It must be very serious.
2: Well, it must be. Yes. Well, you know, the big picture here is everything we've been talking about here for these last several minutes. The Republicans know, and the right-wing media outlets know. They know that they're about to hitch their wagon to the most corrupt man who's ever been president or run for president. So part the flip side of that coin is that they have to dirty up joe biden mm-hmm. they have to get people to think that joe biden but they've
1: been is trying for a very been trying long time for a time very to do long that.
2: time right and this supposed five million dollar bribe that he allegedly took from somebody in ukraine is an old story rudy giuliani was peddling it many years ago and it was and, and uh, bill barr when he was attorney general appointed a special prosecutor to look into it scott brady who was a mm-hmm. u.s attorney for Western Pennsylvania. Uh, I don't know exactly what he did. I know that he interviewed Giuliani once for several hours, but he never did anything. He's, he never brought any charges. He's back in private practice. It's apparently dropped, although the U.S. attorney in Delaware is supposedly looking into it. But look, you know, do I know for a fact that Joe Biden, Biden never took a bribe? Well, of course not. Anything's possible, I suppose. But I do know for a fact that a couple of things. Joe Biden's been in public life for half a century, yeah. and we've never seen any financial scandal attached to his name, number one. Number two... They have to make Joe Biden dirty. Right. Have-
0: don't you love that complete and total lack of curiosity? Well, i never, there's never been a scandal attached to his name. Have you ever looked? Well, no, we haven't looked because there's never been a scandal attached to his name. Well, geez, did you, if you didn't, it's amazing what you can't find or you don't find if you can't be bothered to look for something, isn't it? I find that wildly amazing. But that's it. They'll say, look, we covered this. We covered this. And you're like, well, no, you really didn't. You dismissed it out of hand. And that is what passes for debate, discussion, investigation, curiosity, and what have you for leftists these days. Just It's so ridiculous. I wouldn't even bother. It's not even worth my time. It's not even worth investigating. Joe Biden, there's never been a bit of financial scandal to his name. You ever looked? You ever wondered how it is that he was able to afford such nice houses? I mean, on a quote-unquote public servant's pay, he managed to buy a a really nice estate that was owned by the DuPont family. The DuPont family uh, wasn't slumming it. It's a lot of money, the DuPonts. And how is it that this guy, who was the poorest member of the Senate, was able to buy one of their mansions. Seems a bit curious. Might pique some curiosity, but it doesn't. It doesn't because they're all on the same team. If your slugger on your favorite baseball team suddenly starts hitting a lot of home runs and uh, he's looking just a little bit bigger than usual, but you don't want to know, is he juicing? I don't know. I'm just going to high-five you every time he jacks one out of the park. You don't really look too thoroughly into what's going on on your own team. It's kind of how it works. It shouldn't work that way, but that is how it works. So that'll be CNN or MSNBC saying, look, we've covered this. We've covered this. That guy from the New Republic, which is not an honest organization, not an honest news outlet, he'll probably be on the primetime shows once, make the rounds about this article and go, that's it. That'll be the talking point. There is no allegation against Joe Biden that isn't made by Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani's been peddling this for a long time. Okay, anybody look into it? Has anybody looked into it? And I'm not talking about just somebody talking to Rudy once, but look into it. No, they don't want to look into it. They don't want to find anything. They're not interested in it. So Joe was asked about this because there's uh, the Washington Times reported yesterday that they had confirmed that the big guy referred to in the bribery form with the FBI was in fact Joe Biden. That's who they were referring to in that. And so this also dovetails with the emails about the corrupt business with Burisma and uh, like, you know, Hunter's going to have 10% and then Hunter's going to hold 10% for the big guy at basically describing the heart of this. I don't know if anything's there. I really don't. But I would like to know. I know that everybody who doesn't want to know has a vested interest in in protecting Joe Biden either because they're a democrat who have you know their their financial futures tied up in him or they are uh, somebody who absolutely hates republicans particularly Donald Trump and they would rather die and damage this country than see anything he's associated with be proven true so Joe Biden was asked about this today it was just basically it's a scrum at the end cuz Joe Biden does not go anywhere near reporters he asks uh, about the FBI report that shows that Joe Biden is the big guy. And Joe Biden's answer is just as well thought. It's what you'd expect from a guy who won't acknowledge one of his grandchildren. Thank you so much. Why did the
3: FBI form file report? Thank you very much. Why did that ask the wrong question? Thank you.
0: Why? Why was it you could barely hear the question there? But then his answer was, "Why do you ask such a dumb question? Why do you ask such a dumb question?" I tell you, Joe Biden has a very short fuse. If you've been around Washington for a while and you've dealt with people who've dealt with him, you know he has a very short fuse. He thinks the world of himself. And he is a mad person when he doesn't get his way. This is, this is what happens when you've been in a position where people line up to kiss your butt from the age of 29, as Joe Biden has been. The word no loses all meaning because there's really not anybody around who can tell you that and actually have it stick. So you end up with somebody, why do you ask such a stupid question? The White House Correspondents Association, to my knowledge, has remained quiet on this. This is a member in good standing of the White House Correspondents Association. Every time Donald Trump got into a back and forth with a reporter, the White House Correspondents Association immediately took the side of the reporters. We will not be deterred. Truth to power, truth to power, truth to power. This guy's asking a question that nobody else will bother to ask, the ultimate truth to power. And they haven't come out and said, hey, the president of the United States actually owes an answer. They've barely groused about the president of the United States not getting anywhere near them to take questions in the past six months, let alone whine about their members being attacked. They don't care. They're on the same team. You don't care if you, you, you don't want to know if your home run hitter is juicing. Just very interesting. So what, uh, what is being discussed? What is being asked? In the White House press briefing, for example, since there is no push to find out just any. Look, again, if Joe Biden, Joe Biden has the perfect opportunity to really blast Republicans. Go out, talk about this, take the questions and say, I'll take it head on. You want to accuse me of being corrupt. I'll tell you what for. I'll answer every question. And here you go, congressional investigators. Here are my bank records. You got nothing. He's not. He's not. It's, at a minimum, curious, is it not? But instead of being asked about what could potentially be a massive scandal, they're talking about reparations. They're talking about trans issues. Talking about this. I want you to listen to this exchange. It is between April Ryan, who is a millionaire. She happens to be a black woman. I don't even know what outlet she works for now. Days She's She's not a serious journalist. I don't know that she's ever asked a serious question. But uh, she's very race obsessed. And she asked the historic, Karine Jean Pierre, so historic. My goodness, how historic is she? Asked uh, the uh, question about reparations. Now, is this really burning up right now in the political atmosphere? No. But April Ryan is a one trick pony. And Corinne Jean-Pierre has pages on this topic for some weird reason in her binder, but nothing about 10% for the big guy. Listen to this exchange and know just how awful the left-wing media is. So after the
1: study, if the study concludes what many uh, thought leaders and, and civil rights leaders have said, what next? Does the president support... A payout because the nation is divided on this. This has been one of the biggest issues over the decades about how to repair the enslavement over generations of Africans brought to this country for free labor. So what does the president do after Mm -hmm. what what will he lean in on after a study um, which is expected to basically say what many of the civil rights and thought leave black thought leaders have said does the president believe in a financial uh, repair for the descendants
4: of Africans in this nation? So look, I will say this, we got to let the study move forward. We got to let to see what the study shows. Uh, And we got to continue to study the impact of slavery. That is something that the president believes that we need to do. So that's incredibly important. But I will say, uh, April, and you know this, you've covered this, since we've walked into this administration, uh, when we think about the crises that we see in our country, the the president called out how race race inequality uh, is a problem, right, is a crisis for us in this moment, which is why he is taking comprehensive action. When you think about what he did on the first couple of days that he walked in, put signing an executive order to make sure at the federal level that we put equity at the center at the center of this. And it is important that we continue to do this. How do we deal with the inequalities that we see uh, in in this country? And he's trying to do that on the federal level. So let's see what the study shows. It is important uh, to continue to study the the continuing impacts, if you will, on on slavery. And I think because of the president's action, he's been very clear. He's been very clear how important it is, even just looking at his economic policy, how important it is to leave no one behind, have equity at the center Everything that he's done, if you look at every piece of historic uh, piece of legislation that has passed, that he has signed, it has equity at the center of that. And that's because the president has that in mind, right, to make sure that we have equality, to make sure that we leave no one behind.
0: She uses equity and equality interchangeably. She might not know the difference. I doubt it, though. They do that to confuse equity. Well, equality is Equality of opportunity. Equality is the starting line. Equity is the finish line. Equity is the finish line. Equity is the corruption. That's a. Uh, that's the problem. But sit there. This is this is what they're focusing on at the White House and the press. No interest whatsoever in whether or not. Hey. Could you at least disprove this whack job Republicans saying that Joe Biden took a bribe? Let's disprove that. To get, there is no effort to do that. Either it's because they don't they don't feel like they have to. Or they're afraid of what they'll find. Some alleys you don't walk down because you're just worried about what's down there. Some rabbit holes you don't go down because you never know what you're going to find. Speaking of rabbit holes going down, there was a pretty funny... Uh, Well, it's a sad commentary on where we are as a society that so many people in media don't follow the news. So many people in news don't follow the news. And so many people in politics don't seem to follow politics. I want to play you this clip. This is from C-SPAN's Washington Journal. It's Democratic Representative Stacey Plaskett. Stacey so Plaskett, if you haven't heard that name, she is uh, from the Virgin Islands. But uh, she's become a bit of a Democrat hero because she's from the Virgin Islands. She doesn't really get a vote in the House of Representatives. She gets committee assignments. And they elevate her because she's willing to go out there and make a fool out of herself. And it, Like Jamie Raskin, in a, in a just society, you wouldn't know who Jamie, Jamie Raskin In a just society, Jamie Raskin is now contemplating, and he'll figure it out by July, whether or not he wants to run for the soon-to-be open Senate seat here in the state of Maryland. And you sit there and you go, well, what is the problem? Well, there was a time that he can do whatever he wants. But there was a time when somebody who was as big of a hack and firebrand and embarrassment, well, it would have been an embarrassment, and somebody who... um, has said so many asinine and provably false things in public, as Jamie Raskin has, would not run for Senate, even in a blue state. Same goes for Adam Schiff out in California. He's running for Senate out there. The party elders, the party powers that be would have come to them and said, look, and the Senate leadership too of the party would have come to them and said, look, you 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 serve a great purpose in the house. The house needs hacks, needs hacks. It's all well and good, and and we can be as partisan and as insane and incendiary as you want in the House of Representatives. But the Senate is different. The Senate is different. Don't don't do that. If you go for it, we're not. We're going to put up roadblocks. We're going to back somebody else. We want you in the House. The Senate is more of high school. You're in junior high. Just don't. And they would have talked him out of it. They might still be talking to Jamie Raskin. You know, you're a useful idiot. You're in a district that's overwhelmingly Democratic. You got this job for as long as you want it. Just let it go. They didn't talk to Adam Schiff because the party has changed to the point that they don't don't care anymore, you know? They have Spartacus running around. Kamala Harris, as a United States senator, was kind of an embarrassment. And you just sit there and you go, okay, well, I guess the reverency for the United States Senate, the reverence for which the United States Senate was once held even by the parties is now gone, thanks to Democrats. So good on that. But that's why uh, you might recognize the name Stacey Plaskett. She is willing to be one of those bomb throwers. Not concerned. Look, if she if she were to somehow lose her job, there'd be a college somewhere giving her tenure. There'd be think tanks hiring. She's she'll have money thrown at her. She is, the left takes care of their own. But a caller on CSPAN, Washington Journal, brought up the Hillary Clinton and the smashed emails. I get this person. The caller doesn't get it. Doesn't remember. Doesn't know that Hillary Clinton. And her team smashed a whole bunch of blackberries and iPhones and everything. Smashed them. i would never smashed. I have old phones. Some of them don't even get power anymore, but I still have them. Uh, just because they're, they're, they're value. They have value. The ones that work, the kids kind of use as like an iPod. Play games on it or whatever. Um, but for some reason, taxpayer-funded devices... The Clintons just decided to smash them all to hell. The only reason to do that is you make sure that there's, because we're told what? Every time you walk into a Best Buy, there's a bin there. Recycle your old electronics. Save the planet. We'll make sure that all these devices are out there. And maybe you can save a child's life over in China from a a lifetime of having to dig up uh, rare earth materials in a cave-in area and uh, recycle. No, Hillary just says smash it all, throw it away. Well, this caller doesn't think that happened. It did. And Representative Stacy Plaskett claims that it didn't happen, even though it did. I get the caller doesn't get it. You'd think the person from the Washington from C SPAN would, would know the news. And you would think that a member of Congress would know the news. But I want you to notice the confidence with which Representative Stacy Plaskett Denies the truth. I don't know if she's lying or I don't know if, or if she's just ignorant. But I know that either way, she doesn't care.
2: Hi, um, my question is: uh, Republicans are running away with this narrative that Hillary Clinton destroyed documents and um, um, uh, bust, busted up um, cell phones with a hammer. Can you respond to that? Is that really true? Um, I mean, it's like, you know, is it true we're just letting these Republicans run away with that um, narrative and, and not debunking it?
4: because it's out there
1: and people believe it. All right, Monica. Okay, thank you. First of all, you're correct. She did not destroy with a hammer uh, cell phones. That's another one of these conspiracy theories that's out there that is not in fact
0: true. And were there emails that were deleted? Yes, they were. But an investigation that was done by the Trump administration found in
1: fact that those were not um, intentionally deleted to subvert
0: a subpoena and they were not classified documents they were not they, they were deleted nobody saw them but we know what wasn't in them classified documents how do you know that It doesn't matter doesn't matter a justice department under the Trump administration they you mean they they looked into what they had already been deleted the truth is her emails had been subpoenaed And she deleted 33,000 of them on the pinky swear that they were all about yoga and Chelsea's wedding. And sit there, if that sounds a little bit unbelievable, you would be forgiven and uh, maybe not exactly taking her at her word. But everything that you just heard Representative Plaskett say there was a lie. It It was wrong. If she, I don't believe she doesn't know. So I have to believe it was a lie because there's only, if it's wrong and she didn't know, she was just wrong. If it's wrong and she knew, it's a lie. I don't understand how somebody in politics couldn't know, right? I don't, I don't get how you couldn't know. Where did you live during this time? MSNBC even kind of reported on it. They weren't so far gone back in 2015, 2016. They were getting there, but they weren't yet so far gone. But just for fun, this has been making the rounds. But I'm gonna play it here. This was a live fact check back in uh, 2017. CNN, a Trump supporter, was on talking about the hammered phones, and they brought it up. And the host over there, like, wait, 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 I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need a fact check here. And she got, she got an education, which is, again is embarrassing because you would think people. In the news business, would follow the news. President, they destroyed blackberries with
2: hammers in the State Department. That's not what That's, we the president said. No, Evan, no Evan, hold hold on. The, the, the you report came out the hang on, hang on, hang on hang, hang on,
4: hang on, Evan Perez. Hammers. Fact check that for me, please, on the fly. Uh, yes, they did, Brooke. Uh, Thanks, as as uh, <laughs> you mentioned, there were uh, 13 devices, mobile devices and five iPads that uh, the FBI said that, you know, in some way were used with, with her private email server. And they did, in some cases, just destroy them with hammers when they were done using them. She said, that's that's she a pretty forgot. good
2: way of
0: dis- destroying They did. They destroyed them with hammers when they were done using them. Right there fact check on the fly on CNN. Now how embarrassing is it for the anchor there on CNN going you, you you don't you didn't know this? You worked in the news business at the time. But that's not what the news business does anymore. I'm telling you, I know a lot of these people. Some of them are smart, some of them are hard workers, some of them know what they're talking about and write their own speeches or monologues. Other people don't other people used to and they just kind of you, you can reach a certain level of success where you go i don't have to they just keep throwing producers at you they keep throwing staff at you and they go i don't have to i don't have to do this all right you mean i can i don't have to come in until four and I, otherwise i'd have to be there by noon But i can come in at four for all right yeah sure whatever just send me the script when it's ready i'll make some tweaks and that's it and if you're not writing it yourself, if you're just delivering it, even if you're editing it. I promise you, I remember more of my book than the person who edited it does. I remember more of my book than the person who edited it does because I wrote it. I did the research. I put the words in order. I put the words in order in a very specific order. That person came along and said maybe this order would be better in some spots or you don't need this or a little more on that. But they were working on 15 different things and they've probably done 500 books and Well, they've probably done 50 books since then. It didn't matter to them the way it mattered to me. It's the same thing with television. You can deliver. You can mean it. You can read a teleprompter and mean it. But if you didn't write it, if you're just reading it, you're going to go and remember the next thing you read And then you're going to move to the next thing you read, and you're going to remember that, and so on and so forth. So it's a huge difference. Never assume that just because, as with Stacey Plaskett, somebody speaks with authority and speaks confidently that they know what they're talking about. (laughs) They usually don't. Or that somebody who is in a position where they are supposed to, you would think, They wouldn't put this person on to anchor news coverage if they didn't know the news. Yes, they would. I promise you they would. Don't trust and verify when it comes to the media. They may end up being right. I would uh, even go so far as to say that they're right more often than they're not right. But when they're wrong, it's on things that matter, like this. So you get those. You're spreading disinformation. No, you are. You are. All right. I want to play you this clip from California. It is something to behold. It's California State Senator Scott Wilk. Wilk, not Wilks. Wilk. W-I-L-K. And it's he's one of the few Republicans in the government there in the state of California. And he's talking about the trans bills that they're putting forth and the idea that they want to make that if you don't affirm your child's gender choice, no matter what age they are, no matter, you know they don't know what the hell they're talking about, but if If in a a divorce case, they're just now couching it in in divorces, but it'll spread. Stupidity spreads like a coal on a plane. They're looking at it as if in a divorce case, one parent says, uh, hey, uh, Junior is uh, not a boy anymore, is now a girl. And the other parent says, no, he's not. That the parent who says, no, he's not. The one who sides with biology, reality and the understanding of their child can be stripped of parental rights, can have basically face consequences insofar as custody goes. It starts off in one little place of saying it's just going to be here," and then it balloons out to everywhere. It's ballooning out faster and faster. The The light speed with which these people move is absolutely amazing. So in discussing this bill, the Republicans out in California, they can't stop anything. There's nothing they can do. They're a distinct minority. They can't... They're just not enough. All they can do is raise a stink. But again, you have to recognize, just like you look at uh, Detroit, you look at Philadelphia, you look at Los Angeles, you look at Baltimore, you look at Chicago, and you go... <laughs> you guys voted for a a loser who's going to impose horrible policies. Yeah, all right, so what? And then you get, well, now we get another chance to get rid of them. And you reelected that person or or you elected somebody in the case of Chicago who's even worse than the person you booted out. What's wrong with you? At a certain point, you have to recognize that this is what the people are voting for. This is what the people are voting for. And in our republic, People will ultimately get, in in spite of what the Constitution says, at a federal level, will ultimately get what you vote for, which is why you shouldn't vote for it in the first place, which makes it so dangerous, a Democrat with power. But listen to Scott Wilk. He recognizes this, and he recognizes that he's not going to be able to stop this. He can't stop what is, and he's not going to be able to stop what's coming. And so he advises, and it's not very often you hear a public official say this, he advises people flee California.
3: I'm now in year 11 in the state legislature, and all the time we're proposing policies to protect children. After 11 years, I've come to a conclusion that we need to start protecting parents. That's just not happening. I've been here... Witness a, a full frontal assault on charter schools, taking away parents' choice and how their children are going to be educated to the detriment, particularly, of children of color. In recent years, we have put government bureaucrats between parents, children, and doctors when it comes to medical care. And now we have this where if a parent does not support the ideology of the government, they're going to be taken away from the home. Now, I agree with both Senator Weiner and Senator Laird that. Today, it only involves divorce proceedings. And frankly, a judge can already factor, factor this in. But I can assure you it's not going to end with divorce proceedings. In the past when we've had these discussions and I've seen parental rights atrophied, I've, encur- I've encouraged people to keep fighting. I've changed my mind on that. If you love your children, you need to flee California. You need to flee. We are moving towards the pathway of the hands-made tale, California is becoming the new Gilead and it it just breaks my heart I'm born and raised in this state I love this state I'm not going to stay in this state because it's just too oppressive and I believe in freedom and so I'm going to move to America when I leave the legislature
0: It's not very often I don't know that often by often very often I mean ever I don't know that I've ever heard a politician say leave the state get out if you can and there you have it. He's right. California, unfortunately, there are going to be a bunch of places in this state that will look at what California is doing and go, we've got to do that. They try to out-progressive each other. They try to out-left-wing each other. Nobody, nobody wants to be last. And when somebody comes up with a bad idea, they go, oh, we're going to be first. We get to do this. It is insane. And so if you're in California, I've said it before, you don't have to flee running for the, especially if you don't have kids or your kids are older, but you might want to consider it. You might want to consider it. I know Ruby out there emails me all the time from California. I know Kurt is out there in California. I know a lot of people out there in California. Adam is out there in California. And maybe you don't want to leave. Maybe you don't have to, but just know that It's getting crazier. I'm not somebody who uh, is the type of person who says, well, we should cut bait. We should give up. But at a certain point, you do realize if you're beating your head against a brick wall, that that brick wall is not going to come down. Your head is going to lose. There will be a – it's not even a – the pendulum swings in both ways. And it uh, it tends to go too far one way and then it swings back the other way. The voters go – And it wasn't that long ago that California was a semi-reliable Republican state. True story. True story. Look up Pete Wilson. But it is so far gone. And what Democrats do that is so good politically for them and so pernicious in general is these liberals, they, they drill down and they put themselves... First of all, into the bureaucracy so that no matter who's in charge, it's really kind of difficult. The Trump administration proved that. It's really difficult to change anything dramatically and certainly tough to do so permanently, nearly impossible, unless you just clean house. So they're like, "Okay, you're ordering us to do this. All right, we'll do that. And then they drag their feet and they slow walk and the president can't. Track this stuff down, and if you don't have staff that is on stop, on top of it and and making sure this stuff happens, you can have a an executive order that never really gets fully implemented, but it is being being implemented it's just taking time. We have to do a couple of studies to find out the best way to do it, this, that, and the other thing, whereas the president just said, "Do it, just do it, but the bureaucracy, the deep state is capable. Of dragging it out forever. Out in California, the Democrats have so bored down into the government, the state, the culture out there that it's going to be really different. At some point there will be, it's not a pendulum swing, it's more of a recoil. I believe there will be a recoil at some point. But we're not there yet. I, I shudder to think at how bad things have to get out in California for people to finally go enough already. But it isn't there yet. But writing that ship is going to be a much longer you can make things go wrong a lot faster and more thoroughly than you can make than you can fix them. Just keep that in mind. And, you know, God bless the people who stay out there in California and who continue to fight. Eventually, they will probably get the, the, the leadership back, some power back out there and can start to make some changes. But it will not be easy. It will not be, it, it probably won't work in the long run unless something dramatic happens. Something dramatic has to happen. See, when conservatives get in power, they just disempower government. When liberals get in power, when progressives get in power, they not only empower government, they ingrain government into the fabric of our culture. They make you dependent on government. They make more and more people dependent on government. Not only was Obamacare a massive expansion of government and the spreading of government into the health insurance industry, which it had nothing to do with, it expanded Medicare massively. A gigantic expansion of Medicare, so then, if you were to repeal Obamacare, you'd have people making eighty thousand dollars family of four making eighty thousand dollars a year who are going to lose their Medicare. Now, a family of four should never have been anywhere near medicare right it's they're nowhere near the federal poverty line, but the state only has to pay fifty cents on a dollar worth of benefits that they Democrats can promise. Their constituents, so that sounds popular. They say, well, you get free health care or low cost healthcare." care. Oh, that sounds great. And so you go and you say, you know what, we can't afford this stuff. We can't even afford our 50 cents end of this dollar. We have to get scale back Medicaid to what it is supposed to be, which is a program for the poor. And what will the left do? They will run around like a chicken with their head cut off. They'll run right to Rachel Maddow, who will be more than willing to go along with it and go, oh my goodness, these Republicans are trying to take away health care from millions of poor people. It's Medicaid, the program, federal program for the poor, the federal joint federal and state program for the poor, and they're trying to take away this from benefit from Americans. They won't point out that are Americans who are making a pretty penny. That who for some reason, at least back when I was doing health policy at the Heritage Foundation, the 25 percent of the chronically uninsured made fifty thousand dollars or more, which mean and they were young, which means they actively chose not to have health insurance. It's a fairly safe bet. You shouldn't make that bet, but you know this is the wisdom of age. But it's a fairly safe bet that when you're 25 years old, you're probably not going to develop cirrhosis of the liver and need a transplant or whatever. Probably. Not a guarantee, but probably. So if you're going, well, it's going to cost me a few thousand dollars or I don't have to do that. I can go a few years without health insurance. A lot of people will make that choice. That's what it is. Now that I could go in forever on how to like, incentivize them, use, let them use pre-tax dollars, whatever. But no, the point is, that some people didn't have the problem that was sold to the American people to push through Obamacare. There were about there were about 16 million chronically uninsured people. The chronically uninsured were people who were uninsured for t- t- uh, six months or longer. I think it was. We could have easily addressed them, but addressing them would have addressed a problem. Democrats weren't actually trying to address a problem. Democrats were trying to expand government to the point that they would eventually be able to destabilize the health insurance markets, cause prices to soar or the market to eventually collapse through the overburdening regulations and what have you, and then say, well, we tried the private sector way. Now we need to go and have uh, universal single payer health care, socialized medicine. Democrats don't do things, liberals don't do things by accident. They're very smart about it. They're very, very, even diabolical about it. So it's not a matter of if Trump wins or DeSantis wins next year, we can get things right. It's going to be tough. It's going to take a long time. This is kind of why I sat there and said when Donald Trump was attacking DeSantis, Think what you, i don't care who you're going to vote for who you support or whatever or, or none of them but when donald trump's like oh i need six weeks i get this thing or six months or whatever i don't need eight years you don't need eight, first of all you don't get eight years you've already had four but if you don't need eight years but you need eight years even if you could do it all in six months you need the seven years and six months to make sure it's actually done And to to sell it to the people, you have to constantly be selling to the American people because they will forget. They will move on. They will find something else. And the Democrats will be right there whispering in their ear going, this is whatever's wrong right now is because Republicans rolled back this regulation, that regulation, the other thing, the other thing. And suddenly the Democrats will be back in power with the deep state, the bureaucratic state, slowly dragging its feet to repeal or implement changes. It will be pretty quickly... Look how quickly after Joe Biden got into office, so much of what Donald Trump had done was wiped clean. Keystone Pipeline, any construction on the wall, just gone, just gone. O- offshore drilling, oil exploration domestic, it's all just gone. It was great. And then it was gone. It took a while to make it great. And then it was gone because it took no time. It just went like that. So if you're out there in California, God bless you. It's something, it could get better. It should get better. And in many ways, there's nowhere to go but up. But you've got a whole bunch of activist progressives out there with jackhammers and pickaxes and shovels going, I bet we can go deeper down. I bet we can do that. So in that sense, I'm not super optimistic when it comes to the future of California. But you know what? The real estate is beautiful. It sure is pretty out there. So what do I know? You do what you got to do. All right. Lastly, and I'm going to probably end a little bit early today. I just want to note this. And I don't know. Maybe I'll go on for seven minutes. Who knows? We have a new king of beers. Bud, Bud Light was the number one beer in the United States of America. It is no longer the number one selling beer in the United States of America. It is Modelo Especial. And there's a whole bunch of people going, yay, 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 this is wonderful, punish Anheuser-Busch, and that's fine. They deserve to catch all the hell that they're catching over the Dylan Mulvaney mess. I point out, I never had a Modelo. I don't know how... uh, how it tastes, but you want to talk about damaging yourself and still damaging themselves. Why is it, why on God's green earth has Anheuser-Busch not even fake apologized? Just go, hey, we're sorry, we didn't mean it, or we made a mistake, or whatever it is. We don't want to, this is Is happening with Major League Baseball where the Los Angeles Dodgers have just decided to insult a a huge percentage of their audience. You're going, why would you do that? Why in the world would you decide to alienate a huge chunk of your audience? What points do you get? I don't know. There has to be some, maybe the, and I guess you see this in, in corporate America a lot. You saw this in in Starbucks in the story from yesterday. They're afraid to just stand up and say, no, no, we're not going to do this. No, we're not going to pay. You were in a Starbucks for a long time without buying anything. Just buy something. All right. We need the space for customers. This is a private. It's not a public flop house. This is a, a public business, but it's private property. Okay, you can't come in and start throwing stuff around. Why would you be able to just come in and take up space? But there was nobody in there. No, we we can't say this had nothing to do with race. We can just say that this has everything to do with the fact that they weren't paying customers and they needed the space for paying customers. No, just cave. Throw some money at them and it's okay. And it builds up and it builds up and it builds up that a major corporation can lose billions of dollars in value. Because nobody wants to say to a tiny fraction of the country, no, no. I mean, there was there's really honestly no upside to giving Dylan Mulvaney money and making him somehow associated with the company. There's zero upside for this. You want to do it for one of your lesser beer or other beer brands or whatever? Do it for Stella. Okay, that'd be fine. Michelob Ultra. But the guy's 110 pounds soaking wet. And like it's it, That's not your Budweiser or Bud Light drinker. You have a brand. You have an image. An image that you spent a lot of time cultivating. And you just decided to throw paint all over it. At some point, you should go, geez, we're sorry about it. We shouldn't have done that. That was stupid. But they haven't. They won't. And they're still losing out. And now maybe Modelo is a, a very good beer. I don't know. It's not that I don't drink anymore. It's that I just don't drink anymore. I didn't quit drinking. I just don't. If I the urge hit me, I'd have a beer. But the idea of like drinking in front of my kids is unappealing. And I don't know. I drank when I was young and single, and like aha, uh-huh, laugh, laugh. I went to the place, one of the places we used to hang out at <laughs> for lunch today. It was weird. It was dead. The place was empty. But I gave that place a lot of business with my happy hour back in the day, and it was weird. I couldn't even tell you the last time I, I drank a beer. Bizarre. Bizarre sort of stuff. Anyway, we no longer have Budweiser as the king of beers. It is Modela. It's, uh, they deserve it. I don't know what would replace Target. Target's market. See, this, the reason Bud Light, the boycott of Bud Light worked, is because It's sustained. It's sustained target i'm not sure if there's a boycott or what it's bad publicity but i'm not sure if it's a boycott or what and i don't and in that sense i don't know if it'll be sustained i hope it's sustained mostly look i don't care if a company celebrates pride month or celebrates this month or that month, or puts out a release, that's fine. Just acknowledge it and go, okay, congratulations, month recipients, whatever. If that's what you want to do, you kind of have to play that game. It is the full-throated embracing of it that people find offensive, All right. If it's, hey, we send out an email with a little thing in a rainbow and blah, 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 fine, I don't dislike gay people. I have a lot of gay friends. I couldn't care less. But when it is in your face. It is telling you how to live. It is give to these charities and their left-wing wacko organizations. And there is no counter. There is no, there's, if you, I remember for a while, I don't know if they still do it. I might've said no enough times that they didn't bother to do it. But Amazon used to ask you, hey, if you want to p- donate a portion of the money you're spending here to uh, these charities, we'll happily do that. You can sign up and you looked at them and they were all left-wing charities. And like, I'm not, Interesting. If there was an equivalent of something of you know, the traditional family month, hey, let's let's celebrate dads for more than a day, let's celebrate veterans for more than a day, let's celebrate moms for more than a day, let's not pull this birthing person garbage. If there were an equivalent so that the scales didn't even necessarily have to be equal, but were not, you know, one side way up in the air and the other side all the way down. It'd be different. That's not the way corporate America works. And that's what, got, that's what gets people ticked off. And the left always says, every day is this history of this uh, pride. Like, no, it's not. We don't walk around and celebrate. And we shouldn't. You should celebrate achievement, not existence. But if you're going to celebrate existence and make a big stink about it, then expect people not to like it. And if you're going to celebrate existence and not achievement, expect some people to go, well, why is my existence not celebrated? And then you get a whole bunch of people who don't like unequal treatment. We used to have words for that, like if people were treated differently based on their skin color um, and people were basically treated differently on anything. I can't. Anyway, I'll look it up over the weekend. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. Hope you're doing something fun. Don't forget about the uh, the extra bonus program for adults only. patreoncom Podcast or DerekHunterLocals.com. I don't know what we'll be talking about there. It's a mystery. You'll have to show up and join to find out. Thank you for listening. I'll see you guys soon.